Hello and welcome to the Middlesex County Cricket League podcast. My name is Dan Huff from Twickenham. Um, very pleased to be talking about proper cricket, folks. We have had some. Week one is now behind us. Around two fifths of all the games took place, so we have we have a bit to get our teeth into. And really pleased to be um, uh, welcoming Sal Ali on board as usual. Sal, how are you? I'm good, Dan. Yeah, a bit warmer than I was yesterday. So yeah, hopefully that's the last of them sort of terrible days we have of horrible weather. Didn't feel like high summer, did it? Yeah, it felt like late September, October to me, where I was. Yeah. Fingers crossed that we, um, well, you know, I'm, I'm hopeful that we might get a, a decent summer. I mean, the, the long-term forecast is we're going to have a decent May, so that's a good start. Um, also welcome, welcome on board after two games of cricket this weekend, um, James Overy from Bronsbury. Overs, how are you? Yeah, good. Good, Dan. Thanks for having me, uh, having me back. Well, thanks for coming on board, really. Um, going to kick off with today. You played today, Sunday evening. Um, you played in the T20, right, against Wembley. How did it go? It was it was good. Uh, we'll probably come on to our game that we played yesterday, and it was uh, it was a very similar game to that. We we nearly managed to throw it away at the end, but um, we managed to get over the line. So it was, uh, it was really pleasing to to finally get a, a win on the board. We haven't had a great preseason, so uh, yeah, we're off and running. Well, winning's a habit, as they say, isn't it? So uh, you know, a win in the T Twenty. So losing now. Yeah, oh, we know about that. That's written, yeah, we had a few of those last year. But, um, right, we'll get on to your Premier League game in a minute. Over, so I have to say, it caught my eye when I saw the result and the scorecard. So I guess there's some some fat to be chewed there. Before we do though, um, first up, we, we had a bit of feedback, folks, which is always nice. Jeff Blackmore, um, uh, one of the league's um, res- most respected umpires, has been in touch, and he was in touch about um, the Sovereign Cup. You may re- remember that we mentioned the Sovereign Cup in the last pod because. Um, Matt Robinson's involved in, in putting a, um, a lower league side out um, to represent the MCCL in, in, in this year's competition. And uh, they're playing the Caribbean Cup League. Um, and we didn't know much about it, to be honest. We, we knew they were, they were sort of based, sort of, they played a bit of cricket in North London, but they seem to play their, their rep games in South London. And Jeff, um, Jeff's actually umpired the, the Caribbean Cup League in, in years gone by. Well, not, not too far ago, 2017. Um, and uh, against the Kent League. And he, he was saying that it's quite interesting because it's a Sunday league, the Caribbean Cup League. And um, in that 2017 game, David Burton from Richmond played, Lesbourne Edwards uh, from Hornsey played, Arthur George from Enfield played because they all play in that league on Sundays. And um, his observation was decent outfit. You know, we're not sure those three are going to be playing again, but they're a decent outfit. And it could well be quite a testing fixture for, for uh, Matt Robinson's League uh, League Eleven there, so um, be interested to see see how that one goes, and of course we'll we'll report back when the the, um, the fixtures been fulfilled. So Jeff, thanks very much for getting in touch. We we really appreciate it. Moving on to the cricket this week, though, overs. We might as well start with you, but I'm going to actually. No, I'll tell you what. We'll go to Sal first. Sal, some interesting games. Can you can you um can you talk me through the highlights? Yeah, first of all, I must must applaud all the groundsmen who managed to get games going at the weekend or yesterday actually because. Looking over Friday night, it looked like nothing we played at all. So well done to all the guys at the clubs and who you know really mucked in and got what wickets ready and grounds ready. So yeah, we managed to get four games out of five in the Prem, which is really good. Um, obviously, some games are well, all the games are restricted in overs wise, but we had some really thrilling finishes. Notably, on I saw I was I went over to watch Crouch and Shepherd's Bush, and it was a really sort of pulsating game end to end. You know, either side obviously. You know, Crouch came out victors in the end, but I'm sure the Bush will walk away thinking we had a chance of winning that. I mean, the last over was, was a great over. And he, um, James Kidson come in number 11, needed 10 to win, hits a six first ball, so they need four off two. Um, wow. Unfortunately, yeah. um, unfortunately, two dot balls. So um, 
they missed out there. But yeah, it was it was quite a game. And I mean, Jalpesh VJ sort of announced himself on the, on the Premier League stage of a swashbuckling sort of 50-odd, you know, sort of stuck into Steve Barnard, who bowled quite a hostile spell at him and good cricket to watch, you know. Um, both guys sort of going at it. So Barnard's a good cricketer. He comes in. He means it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, when he came to bat, it looked like he could win the game for them because he smothered, smashed the six to the first ball almost and um, looked like he could win the game for them, but then he got out to a bit, sort of cheap dismissal. I mean, Crouch would be obviously really pleased with the win. They may look at next time how they sort of, you know, maybe sort of approach middle of the innings where they sort of like probably play too many shots and will bowl out with less than the overs, with two, three overs to go still. So, but yeah, you know, fair play to the guys, first game and quitted themselves really well against a, a good bush side, you know, who looked more or less on, you know, full strength. So, um, good start for those guys. Um, Can I ask you a question there, Sal? So, let me get this right. So, the 29 over game and Crank Chen were bowled out in the 27th over, right? Yep. So, they had 26.3, yeah. Um, but I mean, they had such a great start with Jalpesh. They were 72 for one or two off seven, eight overs and he scored 50 of them. So, you know, he doesn't wow. hang around that guy. If he's going to bat 10 overs, you're going to be looking at least, you know, I don't know, going six, seven and over. Um, with him, so I think just so many other guys probably need to think about how they maybe consolidate innings and sort of like you know sort of just not worry about playing too many shots and just I mean Bush actually were a good example. Joe Carrasco, who you know from Shropshire, quite a fifty, yep. and yep. you know he batted really well, very good innings, like nudged and nudged, you know nudged ones and twos, hit the bad balls, and he looked like he would have win the game for them. Then he got out. Um, but yeah, it's a really good game to sort of get to watch. And um, while I was there, actually, I know we come to James's game very soon, but I was at Sid Paul and we were walking around and. Um, checking the scorecard in the Bronze game, looked like they're home and hose, like 70 odds for two. And you know, Sid was saying it'd be crazy to throw this game away. And I did say to him, it's a ground where they do get some odd results occasionally. You know, they've been don't rub it in, Sal, but I was just finding this hard enough as it is without you coming out of that. <laughs> I'm trying to be impartial here as much as I can. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you know, we have tipped up more from the sexes as potential title challengers. And you know, if you win them kind of games, then obviously it puts you in a good position. But I'm sure James will come into his game later on, so I won't. Elaborate too much on that. Um, Ealing, who we sort of semi rich off last week, you know, in, in our sort of pre season analysis, go and get comfortable in the way at Tennington with um, Ollie Wilkin back in form and, and actually batting down the order now. He's coming in number five and scored nine to not out. And Andy Law's another guy we mentioned last week who's come back from having the season out. He's got 50. So Ealing obviously, you know, put down an early mark saying, you know, we're still around, we're still, we're still going to be up there challenging. And then um, your guys, obviously. Mm. Um, the team I sort of flagged out, and I'm going to put my head on the line there. And I really think the side you have, you put out the side you had yesterday, you've got a chance to win the league. I think you've got four players who have played pro or, or are playing pro. Um, you add to that Carlos Nunes and Don Don as well. You got you know you got makers of a decent side, and you got this newcomer Pat Dixon. Then nothing about him at all. Yeah. And, you know he got forty odds. So you know Monty obviously announced his uh, arrival on the on the MCCL with a little forfer, cheeky little forfer. So. I'm sure you know he'll be taking a few more as the season goes on. So yeah, I think it's going to be a fascinating season. We said as we said last week. So um, roll on week two. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was going to, you know, I guess, I guess I should probably say something about Twickenham, given that you know most people in the league will be aware that Monty Panasar has joined our ranks. But but I was going to get to that a bit later. Overs. I mean, when I saw the scorecard, I couldn't really believe it. You were home and hosed, right? What happened? Uh, yeah, I don't well, know, you're never yeah. home and host. No one's ever home and host. Yeah. That's one one point, but at the yeah, same time, a good, a good point. But yeah, I, I still haven't really haven't really worked out how we managed to throw that away. We, uh, I think, we needed ten to win off sixteen balls, five wickets in hand, and uh, yeah, didn't didn't get there. Um, probably a little bit like you said earlier with North Middlesex. They're used to winning, and uh, hmm. 
I mean, they said themselves, 90%, 95% of the game, we we bossed it. I mean, we, we, we dominated the whole day, um, but just didn't do the key bit right at the end. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think we'll be, maybe put a nice spin on it, we'll be better for the experience and, and, and obviously pushing a good side. But we said at the start of the day, you know, we could have we could have said it was too wet and, and rained off and take the free points against your guys' uh, tip to win the league. But we, we see ourselves... No, don't listen to us. As the yeah, rest no. of this pod will illustrate, we clearly know nothing. Yeah. <laughs> we um, no, we re- we really see ourselves as a, a proper side, a strong side, and I think that kind of proved it to an extent, maybe. Um, and I think if we get in that position again, we, hopefully we'll get over the line and, and, and go on a bit of, bit of a run. But yeah, haven't. So haven't, was it challenging, Wiki? I mean, just because of the conditions and and good bowling, or was it? What was the sort of story behind the low scores? Uh, two of the better bowlers. I'm actually going to face. I mean, I'll back our bowlers against anyone. I think um, Alistair Wilkinson, I think he had the best economy in the league last year. Um, he got free for, um, bowled excellently, bowled really well to, to Luke Holman, obviously, you know, is a fantastic cricketer, um, managed to get early and, you know, just two good bowling lineups. So bowling lineups have probably suited the pitch to an extent, I suppose. Um, quite varied in the attack. They got a couple of leg spinners and off spinner and, we're pretty similar with Doshi and, and three off spinners. Um, so, yeah, very, very good bowling lineups, good fielding, and it made it pretty t- tricky, obviously, with, with the, the wet weather. It wasn't a sort of natural, free flowing kind of shot, making, shot makers pitch. Um, and it was, just a, yeah, it was just a good old fashioned, tight game of sort of club cricket, um, which, yeah, they, they did well to get, to get on the right side of. And obviously, we're pretty disappointed not to have, not to have got the 10 points. But in all seriousness, if you're running North Middlesex close, I mean, uh, you know, they're they're definitely one of the strongest sides in this division, regardless of the you know the fact we put the mockers on them by saying they're going to win it. But um, but I think you know they are you know one of the real landmark units. So to run them that close has to say you got something. You know, it has to give you something to work with. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we we would have liked to have said we knew that before the game. We've recruited um, three batsmen who have all played sort of. Well, a couple of them play first class cricket or, or twos cricket. Um, proven Premier League players in terms of hundreds, hundreds scored. So we, we backed ourselves to to know that we're a good side, and obviously that was where we needed to address last year. Say our bowling line up, our back against anyone. As captain, it's an absolute pleasure to throw the ball to any of those guys. So we knew that we just needed to get some some batters in, which we think we've done. Um, although perhaps we, perhaps not looking at Saturday, but um, no, we we know that we're a good side, and obviously it's just about winning games. You can say you're a good side as much as you want. Um, it's about getting the win, and obviously that's what we want to be doing against sides like North Mid. We have a pretty tricky start with North Mid, Ealing, and Teddington, but I think if we if we play how we did Saturday, they would be just as fearful as us as, as probably we are of them. Um, I think that's the case throughout the league. As everyone seems to have a former first class cricketer or you know, league league kind of top scorer or whatever. It's it's a very, very strong league. Um, and we, yeah, we think we can kind of compete with anyone. I'm sure everyone probably thinks that at the moment. Um, We'd hope so, week one. If you think you're going to struggle yeah. in week one, you probably will, won't you? You know? Um, yeah, 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 exactly. If you can't be positive right now, then you, you probably want to go and do something else on a Saturday, I think. Yeah, exactly. Sal, I mean, my, my impression is that the, the league's pretty strong bowling-wise. Now, it may be that I'm, I'm sort of assuming some of those North Mid batters may, may not play that often because they'll be involved in Middlesex. But is, it, is that your impression? The league is bowling-wise as strong as it's been for a while. And we may see that as the season goes on, that the, the, the bowlers may have 
may have plenty to say and what's you know where the title ultimately goes. I personally think spin will decide the league this year. Yeah, but, um, especially in the longer format. I mean, there's no real out and out. I mean, you've got Bannum at, at Hampstead and obviously Jamie and the Wilkinson brothers. Um, it, you know, there's no one that really sort of stands out as a scene bowl. I mean, I mentioned Barnard as well, but it wasn't very effective this year at all. I mean, he bowled pretty well, but did take a wicket, I don't think. But where the spin bowlers will bowl lots of overs. And look at all the sides. They do have, like, you know, your guys are a great example. You know, you've got Barminda and, um, you know, Mr. Mr. Panasar and, you know, James got nine Doshi and all, all these sides have spin bowlers who can who can take wickets. So I think personally, we also we have a hot, dry summer, potentially, which obviously you forecast that, you know, we're going to have a good May. I'm hoping you're right. Um, oh, well, you know, I, 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 I every think now, now, it? <laughs> yeah, I think that team's play spin could be, could be uh, crucial and, you know, decide. In fact, I know yesterday against, um, you know, Bronsby, I think McQueen and Nurse took six between them. Is that right, James? And they're not even a real sort of frontline spinners, are they? I mean, they, they're good bowlers. I'm not knocking them at all. But I know Conor Nurse has been in and out of the ones and twos for the last two, three years. So, you know, it wasn't Luke doing the damage. It was those two guys who sort of came in and stepped up. So it's going to be, uh, I mean, again, I know actually interesting to see Joel Hughes never played this year from the set. So, you know, he's to come back into that side. I'm not, I'm not sure if Tom Nichols around this season. If he's around as well, he comes back into that side. It's, it's a strong squad they've got. But yeah, I, I definitely think, I think spin more than seam could be proven wrong will be deciding factor. So I actually mentioned people on Crouch and what really impressed me by the message was their captain. He made some really good changes in the game, always thinking how can I change the bowling, where am I fielding positions? You know, first real game as a captain in that in that league in a tough game. I mean here in Desai, he I, I was really impressed with captains yesterday in terms of how he rotated bowlers and you know, I mean the sixth change well the fourth change bowler came and took four wickets. So, you know, um he called that one right. So yeah, yeah, well done to Heron. But yeah, I definitely think spin's gonna be uh the uh the one that maybe decides decides or yeah, I think there's something in it. I mean, I, I, that reminds me, actually, I was just at, at, um, watching our first team yesterday because I was due to play in the threes and we, we were rained off, which meant um, we didn't have to go all the way around to, to Southgate, but that was a bit disappointing. But I did get to see quite a lot of our first team game. I was talking to Chris Goldie uh, at Richmond and we, we didn't really give them much of a mention last week, actually, and that was that was more, you know, an oversight on our part. But they're, they're not going to be a bad side. Um, and it, it was a close game yesterday at, at Old Deer Park. And certainly, um, you know, they're, they're batting at, at the top. Look, look pretty good to me. If anyone's going to work a way through these battery of spin bowlers, then, then these guys, you know, the, the Richmond top order look pretty solid. And I, I think they may be under the radar a bit um, and, and could be worth, worth keeping an eye on. Having said that, you could say that about all 10, couldn't you? But, um, but Golders was ribbing me a bit because we didn't mention him last week. And he, quite rightly so, because we, 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 they, they did fly a bit low on us. But I think they'll be OK. And certainly Phillips at the top there, he, he looked a good player. And um, I, I think they'll be one to, to keep an eye on. I mean, I would add to that. Yeah, I mean, Will Phillips for me is the guy who leads from the front. He's captains, and he, he takes takes things from the front. You know, he bats in the top four. He scores runs. Um, you know, he's, he's a good guy as well. So yeah, you're right. I mean, we did, we did sort of you know not give much a mention. I just feel last year they obviously um, they lost maybe one or two players and brought players up from the twos who did really well. Um, um, so be interesting how they get on the season. But yeah, yeah, no, definitely. You know, their side we should have mentioned more, but I think. They'll be, you know, challenging sort of, you know, top five. Yeah. I hope for them this season. Yeah, I mean, I think that in terms of our game at Richmond, it's probably there's a few things that probably need to, to be said there. Well, one, it was a very close game of cricket, and um, I, I was quite, I thought our batting was pretty good. We, we've been lucky this week actually. We've had two guys turn up at the club 
because they know somebody, uh, one of the guys who plays in the twos, um, and they played, you know, Bradford League cricket. One of them's averaged 30 over seven, eight years. So, you know, clearly they're decent players. And, and that, one of those two is Pat Dixon, who, who, who went straight in, basically after seeing him in one net. He's been in the hood for a couple of months, no more. And, um, yeah, he, he looked very good. He got 40 odd at the top on a difficult day, very nuggety, very Yorkshire to be honest, you know, like a warm, sunny day in Yorkshire yesterday. And he, he, he looks like he'll be OK. We're, we're quite pleased to have him. But the, the key thing with Panasar, I mean, Panasar gets uh, get, gets applauded, as it were, because he got four foot. But I think facing Monty Panasar when you need seven and over, because that's when he came on, I think that's a damn sight more challenging than having to just keep him out. And um, the, the situation was that Richmond needed to, to try and push it a bit. Otherwise, they, they weren't going to win. And, and having, having him come on then really helps. Now, Phillips, Phillips was unlucky. I, I, I don't think he hit one that was given out caught behind. Um, so I, and I, I don't think he was very happy about it in a perfectly OK way. So I think, I think the sort of, you know, the, the, the luck went with us a bit yesterday. But Blake Cullen was pretty good. Um, whether he'll play every week, we obviously don't know. We'll wait and see. Rashid Mulazada, he's, he's a decent seamer. So I, I think bowling-wise, we'll, we'll be OK. Um, and we, we did okay yesterday. I'm interested to know or, or to see how well our batting does because I think I think it's all right. But um, you know we've always got a 50 for six in us somewhere. So how, how are we going to deal with that when when that happens? So we're, we're not certainly not getting carried away. So again, listen. I know in the past we're back in the bat has probably been more of your your Achilles in some ways. But if you can win a game where Newman, Carlos, and Don score six, yeah, you know they score six between them, you still win the game. Then you know that's, that's a yeah, good. Your Sandu looking like he's you know he's got got a clear head on these things, looking pretty pretty good, and he, he batted very well. And and um, yeah, I mean week one you, you can you can win the league and get relegated in week one if you want to read those stories like that. But um, but we, we won't be doing either of those things. But like you overs, we'll be looking forward to see to see where where we go from here. Okay, thinking about next week, Sal. Um, get a look at the fixtures next week. Any thoughts on what um, what we're likely to get there? Briefly, I know um, that. Crouch and visit Hampstead. In the, they do, in a, yes. It's yeah. an interesting game. Um, and I know James has got a trip, obviously, he's mentioned already, to to one of the sides is obviously going to be maybe up there, Ealing. Um, I've actually not seen the others yet, so if you could help me out, that'd be good. Yeah, so, sure. Uh, we, well, we welcome Teddington, and we played them in the T20 in the week, and, and we, we got through that one. But um, we won't be te- taking Teddington lightly at all. I think that'll be an interesting game on the green. Um, so, so looking forward to that one. Uh, well, in, in terms of Panasar, Payton on Junjun Walla, that could be quite uh, a lively sort of spell bowling and batting taking place there because they obviously would like to attack and Monty won't let him do that. So that could, that could be an interesting battle between those two. Absolutely. Yeah, we'll, we'll see how that goes. And um, we may well have Parminder Singh back as well. He didn't play on Saturday. I know Gurdjieff Sandy's out. So uh, I think Parminder, who's got, he had a bit of a dicky ankle, um, but he doesn't run in the outfield anyway. So that doesn't matter. He, as long as he can run up and bowl, then uh, I, think, I think he might be coming back in um, North Mid v Finchley. Uh, any thoughts on that one? I mean, you have to fa- fancy fin- North Mid, don't we? You know, we've we, we tipped them up to win the title. So we're going to say so Finchley then. That's what I mean. Interesting no, call. No, no, no. no. Yeah. I think yeah, I think North Mid should be too strong for Finchley in that game. Makes sense to me. And Shea v Richmond. That could be an interesting one. Yeah, again, it could be. As I said yesterday, I was quite impressed with Bush. I mean, they they was lacking their um, the young bowler Bailey, who didn't play. He was injured the night before, and they called up the veteran mm-hmm. Will Spear, who, who actually bowled pretty well. So. If Bailey comes in, like you call him a veteran, Sal. Well, he, he bought, I thought he bought pretty well. Right. Um, so they've got, they've got, you know, they, they, they've got quite sort of deep batting, the Bush, um, decent bowl lineup. Obviously, Richmond, you saw yesterday, he was quite impressed with them. 
Um, so that again, you know, it's one of those games that could go either way. You can't predict at the minute. We will see. We will see. Um, moving on, folks. Division One. There were three games played in Division One. Um, Osterley Enfield didn't make it to the start line, and neither did Brentham v Winchmore Hill. Um, so they they take three points each. But there were there were a couple of shocks. Um, did you pick up on any of these, Sal? Um, yeah, and we put it mockers and somewhere, haven't we? I well mean, and truly, really, yes. I think that, I think the panel almost unanimously agree last week they're going to win the title. I mean, obviously it's early days, but also, I mean, does does a shorter game maybe benefit sort of the underdog in these kind of conditions? I suppose you know, you, you know, you have less sort of overs to bowl, and if someone gets in and gets a good score, you know, it does put pressure on on the opposition. So fair play to Wembley. I know James played him today in the twenty twenty game, so he may have a bit of insight on them. But you know, to, to go beat Stanmore in the first game, I see that um, Mike Rongo is still playing. I mean, God knows how many years he's played in the league. So fair play to mm. him. But yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, it makes it more interesting, doesn't it? it? Makes the league more of a open one so we did sort of think last week it could be sort of a free horse race and one of the other horses that we sort of backed has also had a defeat yesterday Harrison Marys yeah um uh, overs any thoughts on Wembley because obviously you played them today in, in more or less the same sort of format as they played yesterday I think they were 24 25 overs um and and they ran you pretty close so I guess you had a good look at them yeah very close we we, we played Stanmore last week in a friendly and they're, cool. they're, they're a Premier League side so um the yeah. fact that they lost to Wembley you're going to lose games, but the fact they lost yesterday is obviously a bit of a surprise. Wembley were were good. I think that shorter form will definitely help them. They've got a very uh, good overseas, and, and I think um, another chap he's living with. Uh, I think they're both from Barbados. Very good ball strikers. Um, very good in the field. So if they get going, and obviously, as you say, in a shorter format, I think Greenwich, um, one of them did get 60 or something yesterday. They did, yeah. Um, yeah, they're, they're a decent side if, if they can get them too far in. Um, obviously, I don't know if where the game was, but I know at Wembley it's a, it can be a tricky ground to defend. So I wouldn't be surprised if they win, win a fair few games this year. Um, but you were right to tip Stanmore because they will win the league. Okay, big call. Well, certainly, they're a good side. Yeah, they look, they look a, a, like they're a decent unit. And, you know, maybe good to have that banana skin early because it'll channel the mind and, and, you know, you've got 17 games to put it right, haven't you? So certainly won't be writing them off yet. Um Hornsey as well, beat Harrison Marys. And I, I, I think Hornsey's bowling is very good, and it looks like they've strengthened with a bit more spin actually through the winter. And, and they, um, they, they, they did pretty well against Harrison Marys, another side you know who, who's certainly at home. Looked to me like they're a, they're going to be a tough nut to crack. And it was a close game, nine runs. Um, it was 136 for seven. Hornsey versus 127 all out. Um, Harrison Marys, and I think that. One name that caught my eye was Ben Miller's an 18-year-old opener for um, Hornsey. He got 53 uh, in 83 balls, so it sounds like he dug in, and that innings could well have been um, crucial. Casmi, uh, um, the one of the battery of Arisant Mary's spinners, got the league's first hat trick of the of the season. Yeah, he got Garfield Struthers, Tom pick up an Arthur George or in three and three balls. Third one was a caught and bold, so um, so well, well played for him. Um, but I, I think Hornsey, if Hornsey can get enough runs on the board, they've certainly got some fast bowlers who like Lesbourne Edwards, uh, Edwards and, and, um, and young Bruce, the skipper, that they, they can bowl. So um, Hornsey might be one to, to, to keep an eye on there. And certainly, um, Chetan Patel is quite, he's quite keen that the, well, he's quietly confident that they could have a, they could have an impressive season. Um, the other game, Hal, I think you saw a bit of this one, didn't you? Acton played Highgate um, in the Cots. Is that right? Yeah, I was over there sort of my normal sort of walking around. Yeah, I mean, I was impressed with Acton yesterday. They look a very good outfit. I mean, at the top things, they've got um, Amara Arshad and 
Alex Manning, who, who batted well, put some put a good second wicket partnership together. Um, I mean, then bowling, they like you know James Hunt bowling really well. You know, Evergreen, the evergreen James, James yeah, Hunt, yeah, yeah. yeah. St- still looks like he's twenty five years old still. Um, but yeah, they they look a good side. You know, I think Sir Hill's got a, a, a makings of a side who definitely challenge. Unfortunately, they've lost Raj Riker for the season. I was told yesterday he's done his ACL in a warm up um, a couple of weeks mm. back, so that's a bit of a blow because he's, he's a very useful arounder. But I think they have enough strength in depth to definitely be pushing um, Highgate, as as I mentioned last week. I think may find things tough this season. Um, Will Bowley, one of the guys I did mention, he could be a positive. He did get in and smash a quick 30, but once he was out, it was almost like, you know, the writing was on the wall for them. So, yeah, Acton, very impressed all round. You know, guys like Alex Brennan as well in the side, who's a wily sort of left-arm spinner. So there's enough experience and some good sprinkles of young players in that side who can make a mark and definitely try and push towards that, you know, one or two promotion places. Um, to. So I actually mentioned Hornsey very quickly. I didn't give much of a right mention last week. I mean, they are they are a side with lots of experience, but some good young players as well. And I mean, it actually would be fitting if they won up went up this year. Obviously, sad loss of Johnny Bruce this this yeah. sort of winter. Um, and Jack, obviously, his son is, is is in the side. So you know, maybe there is an extra incentive for them guys to really play as, as well as they can and make it a season to you know end it in a positive note in some ways. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. And I think, um, I think the Hornsey boys are pretty focused. They're certainly going to be a team to keep an eye on. Um, looking forward, there's some interesting fixtures already in week two. Like Acton started strongly versus Harrison Marys, who, um, who will definitely be looking to get back on the horse. I'm quite intrigued to see Stanmore getting on at Winchmore Hill. I think Winchmore Hill are a little bit um, under the radar too. And of course, they didn't play this weekend because of the rain. So, so will Stanmore be able to, you know, to, to make hay if the sun shines at the pooling ground? We'll, we'll see. But I think that's an interesting one to, to keep an eye on. Um, moving forward. Div 2, Sal, um, North London didn't get any play in, right, against Oxbridge, but there were a couple of games where we we saw some action. Yeah, we, we went over there, but um, they sort of hung around for a bit, tried to get the ground ready, but just in the end, they sort of um, just gave up, really. So there was there was some results, that took, some games that took place yesterday, and um, Southampton, last year's uh, winners, got off the mark of a close game against Harrow and managed to get over the line. They've got, um, uh, obviously, aside from last year, and they managed to Coax back Leroy Shepherd, who will know a bit of a character, and um, you know he will definitely add some uh, razzmatazz to the side with his, with his batting. But yeah, they won by three wickets away at Harrow, and then we also had Barnes, who again one of those sides who you have to be wary of. You know they they've got mm. two very good cricketers in James Alden and Alex, Alex Scott, who, um, who, who you know for me a Division Two, you know they can play a level above potentially. So they went over to the Middlesex um, Titans now, no longer called the Tamils. And recorded a uh, eight wicket win at home, whilst all the other games uh, were called off. So yeah, um, there wasn't as many much cricket played in those divisions as it was in um, obviously the Prem. Mm. But yeah, I mean next week. Is- I always remember Barnes as being dangerous. You could get Barnes on a on a on a, on a good day, and and they you know that that you'd hope that you'd be able to come through. But on a, on a bad day, Barnes could be a really dangerous side, and we, we certainly had a couple of nasty. Uh, shocks when we played Barnes uh, uh, in years gone by and it looks like I mean an eight wicket victory on a day like yesterday it's a, I mean obviously we don't know how MTSSC are going to play out for the rest of the season but it's still a statement isn't it definitely and as I said I mean they've got they've, for me they've got two two very good cricketers in their side and, and they both sort of performed yesterday um, with, with the bats in, in making sure they, they come one comfortably and I, I mean, again we, I mean I think I think what I gather the Titans have lost some players and also, they're, they're sort of like the talisman. Cavi wasn't playing. Cavi Canastars wasn't playing yesterday as well. So he, he's obviously 
a massive play for those guys. So without him, they will, we're going to struggle in the bowling front, which which proved right in the end. As I said, James Alder, 79, and Alex mm. Scott chipped him at 20. So, yeah, they, they, as you said, they, they're a dangerous side. And also, you don't know what they recruited because they're kind of like in that area where it's in sort of a bit of no man's land between Middlesex and Surrey. So, you know, they're probably able to get sort of players who are potentially looking to go into either leagues. And bit of a no man's land between Middlesex dare you? And you're like, crikey. Us folks living on the border down here. Yeah. No. But no, I get your angle, Sal, completely. Yeah. Um, in the other divisions, if we look down, um, then there was a bit of cricket, wasn't there? But not, not much, really. Um, Harrow Town in Division 3, uh, one of the sides we, we definitely name-checked last week. They, they squeaked past Actonians by, by one wicket in what sounded like a, a really good game. I have my stat of the week for you here, fellas, to do with Actonians. This came from... Uh, Matt Robinson. Matt Robinson's been at uh, Actonians, I think it was nine years, or it might have been ten years. And in that time, no Actonian side has ever gone up or ever gone down. Any of their side, any of the four. And I'm like, well, that's consistency, folks. You can't beat that, can you? Um, I think they've survived a reorg as well from the 1987 league. I don't know quite how that worked. But, but he said, yeah, none of the four sides have ever gone up or down. So I'm, I'm going to keep an eye on that, Sal, to see if there's any... You know, I'm sure the party's going to be ridiculous if, if one of those guys <laughs> yeah. does get promoted. Um, but yeah, that, that was a, a good stat. But, but yeah, so um, Actonians um, came out second best against Harrytown. It was 167 v 168 for nine. I had a quick chat with um, the, uh, the, the Harrytown skipper about this. And it sounded like it was one, one hell of a game. Certainly Harrytown bowled very well. Shadowcat Farrow's got six for 26 off nine, which was the best figures anywhere in the county, uh, all, as far as I'm aware, all, all day. Um, and then Harrowtown uh, wobbled pretty badly. They got to 40 for four. Remember, they're chasing 167. And then Mark Jadonath, the Jadonath name lives on. Uh, Mark put on 100 with the, uh, the Harrowtown skipper, um, Aravind uh, Nagaran. And uh, that looked to set them up. Then there was another wobble. They needed two runs to win with three wickets left. Another wobble. Uh, went down to the last pair. And, and in, in, in classic style, the number 11 had to block out um, three balls, uh, and he did. And then the wicketkeeper batsman at the other end, Dick Shan, he um, he hit the winning runs, and uh, and they squeaked through. So you know, classic game of cricket with it. You know, it was all done and dusted. Then it wasn't. Then it was done and dusted. Then it wasn't. But um, I think also it's the only game across Middlesex by distance that that was forty five overs. So um, either they're in a different eco climate, or um, you know, or fair play to the groundsman for somehow getting a ninety over game of cricket in. So so respect you. Um, respect due to them. Um, I also see Ealing Trailfinders won. They beat Headstone Manor. Uh, I don't know much about that one. Sal, did you pick up anything there? Unfortunately not, Jack. Uh, no, I haven't looked at that one, actually. No, I, I, did, I did ping the captain of uh, Ealing Trailfinders a message, but didn't get anything back, which is, you know, fair enough. Um, Division 4, nothing at all there. Rain won the co every contest going. Um, Division 5, just the one game. Interesting one. Ealing Three Bridges batted first, and they scored 178 for none. Which I thought was, I'm always intrigued in a limited overs game when, when you have a score like that, 178 for none. So, uh, decent effort. And Kensington and Chelsea were 145 all out chasing. So, that's the only thing I've got. I don't know if you've got anything else on, on those divisions, Sal. But... No, I actually want to, I didn't throw a stat out last week about um, that division um, where Actonians played at no centre, there was no central partnerships last season. So, this year, that's already been broken with the, with the guys putting on 100. That is spot on. It's not as good as the stat about Actonians never going up oh, or down, no, but it's no, absolutely no, it's a good stat. Yeah, yeah, well, that's true. So, one stat's been broken, maybe another will be broken as well this season. We'll so see. Yeah, I want an invite to the party. Yeah. yeah. 
Great stuff. Um, I was also going to mention this, there was there was nothing in Division Seven because there were no games scheduled because uh, they they don't have ten teams. So week one was a week off, as it were. Uh, nothing in Division Six, but we had a first we had a first eleven conceding, which I've, I've not seen too frequently in 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 the county league. Um, through the years, uh, Northolt Manor didn't get a side out, so they lost against uh, the, the wonderfully named Willow Leather Cricket Club. Um, and, and what a day to be not getting a side out! Uh, you probably would have got your three points. Um, got to be gambling yeah. there, haven't you, Dan? You'd think so. With the first eleven as well, you'd think so. <laughs> there we go. They didn't. They, they didn't. Uh, didn't gamble. Um, elsewhere, Sal, anything else caught your eye? Any low scores or high scores? Actually, just a quick one, Dan, on on that game with um, the. Uh... Just come to it now. So, Indian Free Bridges in Kensington, Chelsea. Yep, they were actually yep. five down. I think the typo on on, on the uh, scorecard. They've actually not put the wickets that fell. So they were actually one seven eight for five. Um, they've done me like a kipper. They've done me like they've a kipper. Like exactly. It is me believing that. In fact, I think that happened a couple of times last year. That's not your fault. On the scorecard, it said one seven eight for zero. But actually, when you look at the scorecard, it's they were five down. No um, scores wise. I mean, our twos played. Uxbridge, I think, will find things tough this season and skilled them out quite cheap and won quite easily. So, Lowest score of the day, Sam? 62? Yeah, but I, I, I sort of do feel for them. I think Uxbridge are going through that sort of, you know, obviously they're looking to leave next season. So where they're at as a club, you know, they may have lost players. Availability may not be so good. So I think they're going to find it maybe quite tough throughout their, throughout their 11s and we sort of, you know, capitalise on the fact they, you know, yeah. they've sent aside. I mean, I should say now, our twos are quite strong. So it's always good to get a win to start the season off. Yeah, well, it was another low-scoring game in, in that division. Stoke Newington only got sixty-eight against um, Winchmore Hill too. So, I mean, I've got a lot of sympathy, and I'm sure Overs has as well as, as as batters. You know, it's not not the easiest time in the season to be batting a wet day in May. Um, so, in a, in a way, I was expecting one or two lower scores somewhere, but didn't didn't seem to have them. So, sixty-two and sixty-eight lowest scores of the day. I'm coming back to you again, Sal. Highest score of the day? Oh yeah, Our fourth, it's all North uh, London. Yeah, they had a bit of fun in their game against Stanmore for eleven. But I mean, again, I'm you know I'm trying to sort of be kind there. Stanmore did lose one of their players quite early on through an injury, had to go to hospital, yep, yep. and then they were quite a young side. And um, I mean, again, we were, I mean, yes, so we were quite strong throughout the club. We had you know really good availability. You know, we had some guys playing the fours or threes and played in the twos as well at some point. So they sort of you know they had quite a good day and they won quite easily in the end. Three, so, three, seven for eight. That is that is an impressive score. Yeah, oh. there were some maximums being hit. So yeah, it was a good start for those guys. Uh, respect you. Yeah, two hundred and one run win. Yeah, all good. Um, there wasn't a great deal of, uh, of other games played, folks. We tried to cover the highlights, um, and, and that's that, that's basically all we could find. What I would say, as I say every time, we, we can't talk about your game if we don't know what's happened. So do get in touch with Sal and I. Our email addresses are are, are pretty easy to find, uh, and, and the more information we get, the more we can ramble on, which may not be an attractive proposition to everybody, but um, we, we need info, guys. So if you've got a story to tell, that then do talk to us. Um, about it guys before we wrap up um anything else you want to throw in i've got one bit but do you want to sound anything that occurs to you actually i'll just quickly chuck in the the t20 quarterfinals um obviously james has decided beating wembley today so they're free so the, the, the final eight teams remaining are stanwall playing twickenham eating are playing richmond acted versus bron and north university crouch end so they're the, they're the final eight of the T20 Middlesex competition. Now, I'm intrigued by this. I don't know if Overs has got an angle on it, but I, I spoke to Bob Baxter about something else this afternoon, and he I mentioned this because I saw it on Play Cricket. I don't know if you picked it up on Play Cricket as well, Sal. What, the the draw? The draw, yeah. Yeah, have I got it wrong? Yeah. yeah. I, well, I, I think Bob was a little surprised when I said that I knew we were playing Stanmore because he said he wasn't aware that the draw existed. 
So um, okay. I'm not sure quite whether that is the final draw. Um, okay, apologies. I think, because, I think because there's going to be uh, two groups of four, I think he was talking about maybe pairing some teams up who, who lose next week in the national. In the national, yeah. That week. <clears throat> so depending on how teams get on next Sunday, we'll probably yeah. team who, who the two groups are. I don't think it's sort of seeded or anything like that. Oh, okay. So it won't be a knockout for me, like a round robin. You're, no, it'll be a knockout, but two, two, two groups of four on the day. To leave oh, a final. Two, two, oh, not okay. a group, but two teams um, playing a final on the day. So. Oh, cool. Okay, fair enough. I think the position is, wait, wait, if you're still in the T20, your club is still in the T20, wait for Bob to tell you where you're going to be and when and go. That's, that's certainly the way we're, we're going to go for it. And I quite like the idea of having a, you know, a two quarterfinals, it'll be, and then, a, and then a semi-final on the day. They're always good days of cricket. So um, if we can do it, if the COVID situation allows, then should be should be fun. I should um, ask James if they've got any news on when your League Cup um, games start. Have you got dates for that yet? Middlesex Cup, yeah. We're, so we, we had T20 today. We've got the National next week, and then we play the Middlesex Cup the week after. We've got Shepherds Bush away, I believe. Um yeah, plenty of Sunday cricket at the moment. Which is, yeah, it's all full on, isn't it? Hopefully, hopefully we win a few and uh, yeah, we keep going. Yeah, best of luck, best of luck. And so in the national, just remind us, how many teams are in the national this year? I don't know an exact number, but it's it's fewer than it used to be, right? Yeah, I think it's I think it's thirty two, and it was uh, it's regionalised, I believe, but we've still managed to to draw Hornchurch away. Um, nice. I think your man Monty's old club. So correct, that's yeah. right. I'll get the lowdown. I'll get the lowdown on Monty's time there when I'm. Uh... I tell you, you might want to speak to Crouch and um, James. They played winner friendly last week. Did they? Okay. Yeah. And they cool. said they're, they're quite a chirpy dog apparently. So yeah. Yeah, Essex. So they're all like that there. What I would say is, over is that I think Monty's experience at Hornchurch is going to be slightly different to this experience at Twickenham. So, um, yeah, we're interested to, to hear to hear more too. But say uh, yes, yeah, slightly different worlds that we're we're existing in. But. Um, all good. In, in rather more mundane matters, I was going to just encourage folks as well, to, to, if this is relevant, second 11 umpires, do make sure that you get your second 11 umpires registered with the league because, of course, uh, you, you get asked to, to name the second 11 umpire and uh, there are four points up for grabs if, um, if you get second 11 umpires named for 12 games this season. So all is not lost if you didn't do it. Um, yesterday or Saturday, um, um, but and most teams didn't. Only ten sides got this right. Um, so, so do do try and get this right for next Saturday. Tuesday's the cut-off point. So, if I were you, I'd have a good look at the County League website, read the rules and regs on how to do it, and try and get your umpires registered um, uh, um, as soon as you can. Okay. Cool. Anything else you want to throw in, fellas? Any last tidbits of info? No, I'm good. We're all good. Yeah, all good. Just good to be back. Very, very happy to be back playing some cricket, even uh, in wet conditions. So, yeah, long may, long may cricket continue. Couldn't agree more, Overs. I'm looking forward to, to, to donning my league whites uh, next, next weekend. And let's, let's keep our fingers crossed that the sun shines, eh? I had enough of Duck with Lewis and all the rest of it. Yeah, let's, let, let, let's play some 45 over, 50 over, win-lose cricket and enjoy it. So, um, all good. Cheers, guys. We'll speak again soon. Thanks, Dan. Cheers, sir.